Rocket launch with Captain Kirk, aka William Shatner, on it. That is, uh, as we record this, about to take off uh, within the next twenty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It is a really, really funny-looking rocket. Well, it's very penis-like. There's no doubt about it. It's very penis-like. Like, don't you think? Like, if you are uh, Jeff Bezos and you're worth all that money. Like Bundus, you're Jeff Bezos. Aren't you going to be like talking to the engineers and say, can you not make the shaft a little wider so it doesn't come in from the head of the rocket just to make it a little less penis-like? Honestly, like it's funny, but I think to these people, these super rich people, um, this is all part of their sun-worshipping religion. Oh, oh, you're reading deeper into this. This is part, you must send a penis up into space because you're making love to the atmosphere? Well, in like, (laughs) in um, different, uh, you know, uh, occult type beliefs or mystery school type beliefs, Mm -hmm. the sun is is the generative form of the universe. It is what gives life. It is the male phallic symbol. Mm -hmm. And if you look throughout all of our earth, you will find phallic symbols everywhere. If you look at uh, the CN Tower, it's a giant penis. If you look at the Washington Monument, it's got uh, a phallic symbol right in the middle of a vesica Pisces pathway. Like it's a dick in the middle of a pussy right in Washington Square. Ah. They're everywhere. And it's all a representation of of the generative form of, of the universe and the, the essence of the sun giving life. This is, this is also what is Lucifer in, in esoteric teachings, Lucifer being the light bringer, the generative form, it's the demiurge. And all these people, they're all into that shit. So, <laughs> so you think that this is his tribute to that uh, yeah, belief it, system? It's a flying cock going up to space saying, yeah. 
That, I mean, even just the fins on the bottom of the uh, rocket booster. I mean, that could be the testicles, pa- right? Balls. Like, pair yeah, balls. pair of balls. <laughs> it's your balls. It's your balls. You got your shaft. You got your head. It's like the closest thing. I, I swear, yeah. you, you, once once you kind of realize it and you start looking around, you will see it everywhere. You, you will, will see penises. You will see penises, yes. and you will see vesica Pisces representing the, <laughs> the male and, and female gener- genitals. Like you'll see it everywhere. Yeah, and are you saying this is accidental or this is on purpose? Uh, I I would bet you know the guy who's building a doomsday clock in like a mountain did this on purpose. He purposely wanted a penis flying up in his face. How do you run that by the engineers? Eh? Um... By the way, one last thing: <laughs> gotta look like a cock. <laughs> you need to uh, reference. Have a look at this. Yeah. Okay, guys, that all sounds great. It's gonna fly. We're gonna do this. Okay. Any problem if we just make it a little more shapely at the top <laughs> my one might almost like say a like head. a penis <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the, the SpaceX rockets tend to not look so penis like so y- your theory ah. would be that Elon Musk isn't as into this stuff as uh, say Bezos uh, I- I would think that there, there's been some discrepancy. Elon, I don't know if it's all for show, but Elon Musk seems to seems to be uh, putting on a little bit uh, of a theatrics, you could say, or whatever it is, where he's like pulling away from California. Uh, he's arguing on Twitter with different restrictions. Mm-hmm. Like there, there may be some uh, some push and pull there. I don't ah. know. Okay. But okay. Bezos is definitely part of the Illuminati. Like, if there's anyone part of it, he's in it. 100%. I don't think they'd let him in, though. I honestly, I think they would be annoid by Bezos. They they might want his cash in yeah. the Illuminati. All to, they want is cash. Yeah, cash yeah. Power, but man. then they, I think if he's in, in the Illuminati, let's just say, if there was such a thing, which yeah. I, I don't believe there is, but if there is... I feel like he's in the fake Illuminati. They they let him in and they they humor him just to make him feel like he's a part of the organization. But then they go into another room after he's gone and they make all the real decisions. Sure, I, I, I would believe that. I don't think we, I whoever if there is such a thing, yeah, whoever is in control of it, we will never know who they are. Like we'll never see their faces. They have they would ha- it's like the head of the spider, and they would have a bunch of different you know rungs mm. and tentacles that like act as the faces or whatever to it. This is why you like Eyes Wide Shut so much. It's a great movie. Right? I feel like it's playing into this whole conversation. By the way, if there was an Illuminati, there'd be somebody who would be talking and tell somebody. Because if you were in there, you'd you'd be dying to tell your friend. You'd be like, you know what? I'm in that Illuminati thing. I'm there. You gotta check it out. It's a crazy shit. I can bring you. I can bring a plus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Put this mask on. Let me give you an idea. (laughs) The university I went to, Bishop's University, they have of a secret fraternity called the Brotherhood. Ah. Okay, There's are you no, allowed to be talking about this? I am because I wasn't invited to be a part of the Brotherhood. It's mostly like uh, made up of people. Uh, it was like people who were on the football team or maybe mm-hmm. rugby team that like comprised a lot of the uh, members. And then often they would invite somebody who is in a position of power. Like if you ran a student bar and you had access to the bar. 
they would do these after hours <sighs> events where just like the uh, you know the VIPs would be invited to drink for free after the bar closed yes. or they'd like grab a keg from the pub and bring it back to their like house or something yes. so if you were in charge of like security or something you might get an invite as well even better if you were also a part of one of those sports teams so I know members of the brotherhood but it was like they were never public people would just find out and if there was an Illuminati people would eventually find out like it would be written down somewhere somebody would want somebody else to know in case something happened like if Bill Gates was a member of the Illuminati and he had some concerns that, you know, there was somebody who was going to take him out or whatever, he might have it written down. Like if something should happen on this weekend, right. you should know that it was because I was meeting with such and such people. Like it would be documented mm. somewhere. Uh, There's no way it could be a be secret one forever. Leak. One leak. I, I don't know what's like all the depths of it. I know that there was a group called the Illuminati that, that was disbanded because uh, they, they were deemed illegal back in like 1776. And the thinking with a lot of this studying is that that group of people flourished out into different secret societies mm-hmm. and kind of kept their initial goals of, of of what the Illuminati kind of stood for. But I mean, you you look at a group like the Freemasons, most people want to deny their existence when they freely and openly exist. Yeah. And some of the stuff's in their book. I, I have a few friends that I know that are in it. They don't really talk about it. Done a lot of research on it. And from what I can find, some of like the, sh- the shit that they, the, the laws of, of, of the, the Masonic Temple supersede that of the land, according to their own books. Like they look at people who aren't Mason, the, the, the specific language, and there's something about like the vile and unpure or something like that. That's what me and you are to people like this. And, and their brotherhood is more important than their own wife or their own children. Yeah, I know. I know a guy who's uh, Mason. I don't really catch that vibe from him that he like looks down on everyone. We're we talking about bricklayers here. No, 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 no it's like a it's like a men's group. Um, oh. <laughs> I, you know, my understanding is to get, become a Mason is that you have to believe in a higher power. You don't have to say what you be- yes. believe that higher power is, but you have to. Everyone has that in common that you have to believe that it's not. You know, life isn't just luck and fluke and whatever that there's a higher power yeah and uh and then as long as you're okay with that then you're allowed to go in and go through the steps and it's like a it's you know you graduate to different levels within the organization correct yes but uh so my i guess what i'm trying to say is like you know you look at a guy like george washington first president of the united states of america his grave doesn't say president it doesn't say father or husband it says a proud mason that's the first thing on his tombstone if you look at the layout of washington it's based all off of geometric designs mm. that, that that is that is masonic in nature um and then I, I i can only assume that when you look at these these people that are in huge positions of power that are part of this fraternity how is it not possible that there is like if they're if if what their rules teach you is that they're a brotherhood then that comes first before everything else how is it not possible that they are helping each other succeed all over the place mm-hmm. and that there are different levels of yeah. that like sure. sure but that's life i mean that's everything that's you go to a private school and yeah. uh, and people from that private school will help other alumni from sure. that private school yes. reach higher levels you know like that's every organization in the world um, I I don't think that there's any kind of secret crazy shit going on because the, 
the Mason organization uh, is so large that there's no way somebody wouldn't have infiltrated and found that out. Like there's a Masonic temple in every major city yes. in the world, probably, you know? So I, I and just, I don't think I don't I don't think that every Mason is a bad person. No, but you're saying because of the way they exist, that it would be far fetched to believe that the Illuminati don't still exist in some or form. some sort of of network of people that were yeah. that would infiltrate into these secret societies and work their way to the top, where you'd have the lackeys below you, not really knowing what you were up to, yeah. but but always furthering your own agenda. Like and the Bezoses, yes. right? It would be that. Okay, <laughs> that's like how that. we started on this, right? It's the yeah. Bezos and the thing. penis and yeah. the penis rocket. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, uh, William Shatner's about to go to space. He's ninety years old. God, I hope he's going to be okay because I just saw a picture of him. He does. He does start. He's starting to look ninety. You know. Well, you know, it's always deceiving because generally, when you look at celebrities uh, who are old like that, it's in movies and TV shows, right? And mm-hmm. they're they're wearing makeup. A a lot of the time. So yes. it's filling in some of those crevices and cracks. Listen, he looks great for 90, but well, he's 90. And like you think about the G-Force and like I saw First Man and Ryan Gosling shaking around in that. It's pretty intense. Rocket, yeah. I felt like I was going to vomit. Yeah, yeah, it, it probably, yeah, you wonder like how he'll be able to withstand those forces. But I mean, the first uh, Blue Origin rocket had an 82-year-old woman. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it must, it can't be that bad. And it's only for a few minutes. Like, I, I'm sure once you reach a certain level of... Uh, Get smooth again. Trajectory or whatever, speed, that things kind of... Yeah, it's kind of start... It's just like when you're flying a plane and they get up to that level where they're ready to bring the cart out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you don't even barely know you're moving. <laughs> unless there's turbulence or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Pretty we shall cool. see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess by the time this podcast is posted, we'll know what happened, which is I would uh, hope he made it to space and came right back down immediately. The penis made love to the atmosphere. Story's over. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you were going to do- die at age 90, that wouldn't be a bad way. True. Although there's other people on the rocket that are much younger and, you know, and no one wants rich. to see that. Do you think he wants to die up there or he could die in a... And yeah, a comfortable bed. True. I do fear, though, that like you know, if this is going to become a regular occurrence of like celebrities going to space or just normal civilians going to space because they got the money, eventually, I, I fear something bad's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. it happens with airliners. Uh, I mean, it happened with the space shuttle. They lost two of them. Yeah, you know, like even when you have the smartest people in that industry working on it, mm-hmm. there still could be a problem somewhere in between, you know, when it's being made to when it takes off. And uh, I started watching that documentary. I think you told me about it, Bundes. Uh, the, the Columbia or the Challenger one? Uh, yeah, the one where the Challenger one, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. knew that uh, they had a problem, but people rock, yeah. weren't listening to the right <gasps> scientists and engineers. No. And they kind of said, oh, it's not going to be a problem. Don't worry about it. And Don't worry. Ended up being like the, you know, cost uh, the lives of seven astronauts. Jeez. And they, clearly, if people would have been listening, that flight would have never happened that morning. Yeah, the temperature wasn't right. The rocket yeah. you know, caused the explosion. Yeah. yeah, they knew like when that seal reached a certain temperature or whatever, that it would become compromised and uh, people didn't believe all the information. So. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, if NASA can avoid losing two space shuttles, you think if all these billionaires are just launching rockets or different kind of planes into space that eventually there'll be an issue. 
I guess you just hope that the odds are stacked on somebody else dying and not you. Oh, that's the thing, right? Like it, right now it's like one or two here and there, but like the moment it becomes lucrative and like there is a huge lineup of rich people willing to spend money, they're like and economics are involved now, you're going to have people rushing things out and trying to find ways to make more money and more of a profit yeah. off. Of it. Yeah. Things are going to get missed. Too much money to be made. I almost feel compelled to just stay on here till this uh, rocket takes off. But let's just wish them well and Godspeed to <laughs> William Shatner and the gang on the Blue Origin. And uh, we thank you for checking out this podcast. Yeah. And don't forget about the Daily Take Two, which is coming up next. out there's a secret to being able to afford a house and the pandemic has made people take this plunge it is more and more common for friends to pool their money together to buy a house oh great idea my, my buddy don and ryan did the and same Donnie, thing yeah yeah bought a house uh two of them i mean um houses were cheaper then cheap yeah i remember payment, uh my friend trying to get me to go in with the other friend and my concern was like what if something goes wrong with the house what if we need like thirty thousand dollars to fix something yeah well that could happen yeah absolutely <laughs> that could happen right yeah but yeah so you don't you definitely want to make sure there's a little money left over every month for like unforeseen expenses and the other thing that could go wrong is that you could really hate the people that you buy the house with. Yes. But But the upside of that is that you still own a stake in that house. So even if you were to move out and someone else rented that room from you. You're still making the you're money. Still, or you still have the equity in the place. <sighs> so but, but smart. any of your buddies uh, buy together? That ever happened? No, nobody ever bought together. Yeah, um, just live together. Yeah, if I had, if I had that kind of money... When I was 20 and so did a buddy of mine, I would have done it. But thinking about doing it now at this age, there's no way I yeah, could do it. Yeah. It makes a lot yeah. of sense when you're young. And I remember yeah. my girlfriend did it in like downtown Toronto. She bought a house with a couple other people and it was like in the threes. And now that house would be over a million dollars. Yeah. You know what you're I mean? Laughing, you're laughing. Yeah, laughing. Yeah. And she didn't even live there. She, there were renters already. She never moved in. Oh, interesting. You know? So so they just invested they in a invested house. They invested in a house. She barely had to go fix it up, you know? Renters were super chill. <laughs> yeah, if, you can, if you're in that stage where you're living with roommates, I mean, the best case scenario, I think, is if you can get someone to front you some money for the down payment, like mm-hmm. a, if you got like rich parents rich or dad, something. Rich dad, yeah, rich And you mom. buy a house and then you rent rooms to your friends. So you yeah. are the owner of the house, but they're helping you with the mortgage by, you know, living with and you Why wouldn't way. they wa- want to give you the money instead of some sketchy landlords. Yeah. Scamming your friends. <laughs> better, right? you're, you're not no. scamming your friends. You're giving them a space that's probably much bigger than what they could uh, get for that money. You got if the it was backyard? An apartment. Got in the a, basement? In, you know, apartmentville. <laughs> yeah, totally. Some complex. Totally.
So yeah. it's it's not that you're scamming your friends. You're just giving them an opportunity to live that way versus another way. Oh, my way. God. They, it's so smart. Them. It's yeah. so smart. So the number of co-buyers with different last names soared up 771% in the last seven years. Not all of those people are friends buying homes together, but a lot of them are. Unmarried couples are also getting in on the action. The pandemic has accelerated that. 11% of people who bought homes between April and June last year were unmarried couples and three percent are listed at other as other which tends to mean friends or roommates buying houses together so i mean it's what else are you gonna do right? I'm, tr- I'm trying to convince my kids yes to start saving right now for house for, yes. no honestly i'm no, not even I joking agree. Like my I agree. One, one daughter's got a bit of money in the bank uh, for you know like all the different gifts that she's been given from family members She's got like a couple of grand. What? She's been able to save it. You know, that's going to slip right through her fingers first year university. But I'm just thinking like you start saving now and investing to be able to buy a place because that might be the only way you could stay living in southern Ontario. Right. But once you go to university, you're just buying booze with that money. Drugs. Slips through your fingers so fast. We figured out cocaine's very expensive these days. (laughs) We did. (laughs) That was another show. It's Tucker and Mora. Show me a city in Ontario where the cost of housing hasn't skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you a dump. I mean, think of how bad a place <laughs> it would have to be in Ontario if the price of housing hasn't gone up oh, in the no. last it's gone five, up. ten years. Yeah. We were talking about this before, about how more and more people are buying places with their friends when they're first starting out and then eventually branching off into their own lives, living on their own or with, uh, you know, their lovers, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was saying, like, I'm trying to convince my kids uh one's 12 the other's 15 like if they got some money in the bank start saving it for a first condo or first something yes uh samantha wanted to um weigh in on this and what's your story samantha both me and my brother when we were 15 we both started working at a grocery store and we had no choice my mom just would go in our bank every pay and take money out now you you knew that though that she was doing it we did um, and then obviously, once we got older, we just changed our password. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was the best thing because the cost of living is just ridiculous. So what like, was I'm, she doing with the money? She was just putting it, I guess, into an account for us. And like, I remember when we were little, like my dad's Macedonian, my mom's German, you know, like my bub and dado and my oma and opa would always give us cash in our cards for our birthday and it's like we'd see the hundred dollars and we'd never see it again because <laughs> we just they always put it in the bank for us yeah so so what what ended up happening with this money um i just bought a brand new house just a tiny townhouse but you know what it got me in the market it's gone up two hundred thousand dollars already Bundes, imagine your parents had your money right <laughs> all that money oh yeah. all that money you were spending i would have been laughing yeah yeah, but yeah. And I am also Macedonian, um, and my parents tried to instill that into me, and I had all that money given to me by my, by my grandparents when I was younger, um, but I blew it all, you know, so yeah. <laughs> good for you, Samantha. <laughs> Are these Macedonian grandparents the, the grandparents that drop the big cash at yeah. birthdays and stuff? There's always money involved. Yeah. I remember my grandfather would always walk around with, like, a stack, like a wall yeah. of really? hundreds in his pocket. Like <laughs> yeah, and then when you, like, see Dillo, he'd, like, pull out the, the wad, and he'd just sit there, and he'd flick each thing, like, no. <laughs> oh. and then at the end, after counted it, he'd pull out a 20, and he'd be like, here. 
bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind yeah. of cash are they handing down? Like on birthdays, is a hundred bucks? Usually, usually a hundred yeah. to two hundred. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. I used to get like five or fifteen yeah. or something from my grandparents. Little token amount. They were always the yeah. worst because they had no idea how much kids were getting, you know? <laughs> it was embarrassing. Yeah, right? It kind of was. It was five like, oh, bucks. great. Another $5 <laughs> from grandma. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not buying anything with that. Some sugar. Hey, Samantha, thanks a lot for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Tucker and Mora. I was thinking about something that came up very briefly yesterday on the show. And I wanted to, like, touch on it again, because I, I found myself thinking about it for half a second yesterday. Okay. It involved our Professor Bundis. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you recall, we played a game called Can You Flush It? Mm-hmm. And we, had, we presented a scenario in which the Friday Night Lady friend had a clown fetish. Okay. And and Bundus had to remove his clown makeup after fulfilling the wishes of his uh, Friday Night Lady friend using cotton balls. And could you flush those cotton balls? Uh-huh. Thought about this. I, I thought about show? this for half a second. I was like, you know, because you basically, after we had that brief little scenario, you said that would never happen. And I and I thought <laughs> yeah. to myself, that's kind of unfortunate. That like, if if the Friday Night Lady friend really did have a clown fetish, which I'm sure she doesn't. Yeah. That you wouldn't be willing to put some clown makeup on <laughs> in order to see that wish and satisfy that urge that she would have. I mean, she is dressing up in a new costume every week leading up to Halloween, exactly. is she not? Exactly. Yeah, sure. But- every Friday, you get a new costume through the entire month of October. Okay, yeah, sure. I get- has clown been <laughs> one of the costumes out of curiosity? No clown. No, <laughs> no, no red noses? No, 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 okay. Okay. no giant shoes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. the, the difference here, though, is this okay. is not me asking for it. This is just her own idea her like this is all her it's almost her fetish in a way in, in a way mm-hmm. okay second of all yeah if i knew that that she was had a clown fetish yeah the friday night lady friend would not be the friday night lady friend like, so that would be a deal breaker for you yeah like i am a man of principles and dignity and there's no way in hell oh. i am putting on a red nose and makeup and then having sex like that like it just would never happen. <laughs> would never happen. You heard it here, folks. Okay. Principles See, and dignity. dignity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was this week's costume? Do you mind telling us or is it private? I know it was the French maid outfit the week before, which came which in is handy. Which classic. Yeah, classic. When you had that big accident in the kitchen and then <laughs> the French maid to helped clean it up. It was like a, a variation of like a, like a sexy kitty cat kind of thing. Sexy oh, kitty cat. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But you didn't ask for it, so no. then it's just her doing what she thinks is fun in the moment and yeah. you're rolling with. And I'm all cool with that. You want okay. to dress up? Cool. If you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But- it's never going to happen with me. If Deb requested uh, a costume, would you oblige, Tucker? Um, yeah, I probably would. I'd put the clown makeup on. You'd put you the would. clown makeup on. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> I'm a joke to uh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be the sad clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. If it was what it would, if it would, you know, bring her to a new level of uh, joy, joy, then I would be. I would do anything. I mean, I uh, once shaved my chest for her. 
She wanted to see what that would look like. She asked you to shave she, your chest. Yeah, she kind of floated that idea out. With a bic? Like a yeah. razor? Uh, I didn't bring it. I, I didn't use a bic. I used like just as short as you could go with the hair clippers, you know? And? And uh, too much. She laughed. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> What's she say? Well, a clown outfit would be much different. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was fine. I think I think she got a kick out of it. <laughs> but it's so not like funny. it's not like something that comes up regularly. I, I think she just sort of like thought it was fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Do something. <laughs> Do you buy new clothes and make sure you put them in the wash before you wear them, or do you wear them right away? I wear them out of the store. Yeah, you do. I did don't that you? with my uh, new jean jacket the other day. Uh, I'm like, I'm putting this on. <laughs> Why are we embarrassed about that? Like, I- I've been there too, where I'm like, do you mind cutting this tag off? And there's some form of shame, like yeah, that yeah, you want to wear it right you're away. You're a nerd. <laughs> That's a bonus. Probably never wore one of those Prada suits out of the store when he uh, bought it, right? <laughs> no. But I think you could get away with that. Like if you go in and you have like some event that night and you go in for a suit fitting that night, like then yeah, sure. And you tell the person that, hey, I got to, I'm wearing this out. I got to, I got to, yeah. Suit, maybe you get away with a nice dress, something like that at a special store, but like a jean jacket, a new t-shirt, you got to put that on right away. Right away. (laughs) You know, it it just so happens it was the right jacket for that moment. And what I was wearing was too hot. So I, I, uh, you know, he swapped it it up. So the reason I bring it up is uh, I'm I'm like you like I will put something on right away because I find like my washing machine will change it will alter the way the clothing sits on my body. Only 30% of us wash something before we wear them. But experts are now saying you should know there are some dangers to not washing your stuff before you wear it. Like gross people trying it on before you? Gross people trying it on before you or anyone trying it on before you. They don't have to visibly look gross. No, I don't mean We're covered looking in gross. I just mean people who don't shower. I mean like gross people not from a physical appearance but from like um, hygiene and stuff. Sure, yeah. but even, you know, if it is somebody who does shower, we're still covered in bacteria, right? Mm. We still have it on our hands. The most dangerous garment to wear without washing is... Underwear. Underwear. But Bathing suit. We do it all the time. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, but when I buy underwear, it's in a case. It's sealed up. Yeah, because you're not buying the good stuff. I definitely wash the underwear and socks. Yeah. Do socks, you? I don't. I don't do wash socks. And uh, underwear, if it comes in that, like, plastic case that I need some shears to open up. <laughs> right. I, I've, I've been known to uh, throw a pair on before... Uh, Given it all well, that should be okay, right? Because you think no one could possibly try oh, these on or oh, touch them. You would know if the box had been opened. But that's not what you need to be afraid of. I mean, that's part of the puzzle. But experts say the chemicals used on new clothing cause irritation in intimate areas. You got uh, you got dye that they use to change the color of the fabric. Now you're rubbing that on your intimate areas. Hey, look, what if that's the only irritation I'm getting in my private part? That's the only interaction. <laughs> well, if it's an irritant, then maybe it's not so good. It should be irritating. True. should be stimulating. Good point. But anyways, they use harsh chemicals on clothing. And if you haven't given it a wash yet, you could be in some trouble. We're talking about painful infections. We're talking about swollen genitals. That might be good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. Keep in mind, we're again talking about irritation. Yeah. Not arousal. Fungal infections. 
the fungal infection is coming from people trying it on before you. So please, experts say, don't be the person that walks out of the store wearing the new thing. Wash it first for your own health and safety. Okay. Would you be okay if you're up for a transplant? You know, finally, you've been waiting on the list, but they're going to experiment with the transportation of that organ and use a drone <laughs> to get it to the hospital. I saw this. They did it in downtown Toronto, right? Yeah, I guess it was a world first. They flew it from the rooftop of one hospital and to they went another. like to another hospital. And a was... drone with a little box on it. And yeah. They just completed the world's first transplant of lungs delivered by an unmanned drone. I know why you're bringing this up. Uh, yeah. You want to rip on me because of my drone. Yeah. I know it. You and Mundus are going to have a field day now. <laughs> well, I saw a picture <laughs> as of... As long as Tucker's not flying it, it's a great idea. <laughs> well, I was reminded of you because I saw a picture of a guy standing on the roof of the hospital with the remote control in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> as the drone is landing on the roof, I'm like, oh my God, Tucker did that on his boat, but the freaking yeah. drone went right in the water. Fell out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. So you're asking me if I would be okay <laughs> with some guy flying the organ I need to live from one building to another when the other option is they just throw it in a car and, and transport it. it that way? Yeah. 100% of the time, I'm taking the car over the drone. It took mm-hmm. them six minutes. If I'm the guy who's getting the lungs? Yes. I'm sending at least one by car to make sure I'm getting one of them <laughs> in good yeah, condition. Yeah, split them off. You want to drone <gasps> one of them? Okay, maybe I'll give you that one. Yeah. As long as I get one, for sure that's going to make it safely. The other thing is, like, having witnessed a drone just fall from the sky, that box falls on you, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. I mean, I guess the upside is there's more organs to donate, but, you know, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh, Good point. They must have been pretty confident about it then. You know who was pretty confident, too, with their drone? Right <laughs> you! Before it fell from the sky? You! I was feeling pretty confident. I feel safer putting it on the back of the of a bicycle with one of those, you know, the cooler packs. Yeah, the electric bike, though? Those guys go pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Brad wants to know, by the way, how much you lost asking that scuba diver to go look for your drone oh, in the water. He, t- he just wants you to rip on me. I, 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 paid, look. I, I, I paid $100. The guy sent pictures of him going in the water. Mm-hmm. Now, sure how, <laughs> that was no, from his last vacation. No, no. I saw where he was. I could see where he was. How much he spent underwater looking for it, I don't know. But he got a hundred bucks. Had the gear over the area where my drone went in the water, and he would have got five hundred. I would have given him four hundred more if he found the drone. But a hundred bucks just to get in the water. Hundred bucks just to get in the water. Definitely took you for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brad, for bringing that up. (laughs) Is this not the most frightening thing you've ever heard? A woman from BC sound asleep in her bed. She is awoken by the sound of a crash through her ceiling, and she feels debris on her face. It's the middle of the night. She can't see anything. She jumps up out of bed, turns on the light to figure out what the hell just happened, and discovers a hole in her ceiling and a huge rock 
on her bed. Was it frozen uh, feces from a plane? <laughs> Sometimes that happens, you know, if there's like a malfunction in the toilet and it's like oozing out the plane, it'll freeze until it's heavy enough that it'll fall off and it'll cause major damage like that. I remember hearing a story about somebody on the highway and it went through their sunroof. Yes. But no, it was not Crazy timing. (laughs) Crazy timing, hole in one right there. But no, on her bed, in between her pillows, was a rather large rock. She calls 911, and after ruling out debris from a nearby construction site, the police concluded that it was a fragment from a meteor shower that took place earlier that night, right through her ceiling. It, You know how people, you know, you got a queen bed, you got the two pillows up at the top. Yeah. It landed right in between the two pillows. Wow. She was on one side. Luckily, nobody was on the other. So, turns are, out insurance is going to cover the damage and she's going to keep the rock, but like it was a huge rock, like the size of your head. Is there a market for those rocks? You could probably sell that, I would think. It's a space rock. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Is that I, the equivalent of like a alien throwing a space snowball at somebody <laughs> when they least expect it? And it's like, ooh, missed. So crazy, right? so dangerous man like she's so dangerous cool way to go though if it did kill you it'd be like well i I was chosen with a meteor yeah (laughs) with a meteor how do you explain that to people at the funeral it was a meteor shower what yeah no yes square in the head Insane. That would be. That would be the most insane death story I ever. Mean, if you get buried g- with the meteor, uh, no, I think you keep it. I think the family keeps it. No, oh, you think they keep it? Yeah, I don't think you, you. I don't want that thing. If it killed somebody close to me, get it out of here. I mean, if you have to die instantly from something, you know, versus say a jumbo jet landing on your house and like smashing you in the head, I'd take the meteor just for the story. You're right. Yeah. It's a good story. Although you no one to sue. Your family could sue the company who made the jet or the <laughs> airline, right? And they get some money out of it. That's true. Or the construction site or whatever. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe I don't want the meteor after all. Sue space. Yeah. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.